Welcome to the Shelter Footy Cast. Will Schofield, Mark Reddings, taking you through all the big stuff in the AFL of the week gone by and coming up ahead. Skeeter, we've got a Patreon now, mate. Are you excited? I've never heard the term Patreon, but I'm on board with you, Scoey. If you take me to the promised land, I'm there. VIP content, discounts, and much more. Backchatstudios.com.au to sign up as a VIP. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Well, here we are. It is a Thursday, and we're looking forward to another huge edition of the Shelter Footycast live from the Back Chat Studios. I've got uh, Will Schofield again missing in action, unfortunately. But uh, Mark Reddings alongside Hammer. Welcome to the program, young man. Great uh, to be here again. Yeah, Thank you. Just feels like um, just feels like a husband coming home uh, from a day at the office, and his wife's just taken all the household goods and just cleared out and left him for good. It feels very empty in here yep. because all. All the big names and all the mm. equipment is gone, but we are here to carry the load while Scoey heads to Sin City and has some fun. Correct. There's uh, we no headphones, no nothing. We're just sort of sitting here in a pretty barren wasteland almost. It's like he's uh, the rent inspection. He's just cleaning up. But uh, no, good to be here and we'll uh, we'll soldier on without him. Absolutely. Uh, if you'd like to get involved, of course, uh, socials at Shelter Footycast, Footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. Uh, YouTube, Backchat, Shelter, we've got it all, social cover. I know none of those because I don't follow social media much. Fair enough. But uh, we're going to jump into some of the big moments. I've got to say, most of the big moments haven't happened in the AFL. It's been State of Origin last yep. night, the Ashes uh, yep. a couple of nights ago. What a week it's been for sport. I know, it's been very, very good. I was, uh, I had, was, I went to bed, woke up at about 11 or maybe 10.30 uh a couple of nights ago and just thought, geez, I feel like I've slept for four or five hours here, so I'm going to get up and watch the rest of the cricket. And, um, geez, that was good. State of origin last night. I know it was a bit of a, a blowout, but the game was intense and it was, it, I thought the Blues were coming back there at the end and then uh, they, they just couldn't quite get there. It was um, yeah, a bloody good week of sport. Absolutely. Yeah. And the Ashes, I just need a couple of days break just to get myself yeah. uh, back in tune and um, yeah. I must admit, I, I hate to drop the, the the big moment for me, but uh, heading to Lords on Wednesday, I'm very excited about the prospect. Yeah, uh, you know, Scully can go to the the, the boxing or the gold coast. Yeah, mate, he loves the UFC. That. That's he, he, did the, he did the Grand Prix last year, mind you. Um, yeah, fair with, enough. With Dashing Dan, so they've had their fun. But uh, Lords, uh, would would you like to have a, a pims and a maybe a, a pint at, at uh, the home of cricket? Oh, I would love that. My um, funny story about Lords. My pop was there. Uh, one time with my uncle when he was doing commentary and my other uncle Rob went and he's a diehard Richmond supporter Bogan from Bridgetown uh, was wearing his long cargo uh, camouflage trackies with thongs and a Richmond singlet and um, he's walked up into this proper box at the at Lords and knocked on the door and this bloke's open and said obviously you're in the wrong spot mate and he goes Dennis Lee was sitting in the front who Uncle Dennis to Rob points him out Dennis turns around Rob come on in so he was just sitting in this box singing piss with all the boys watching the cricket Lords bloody good bloody bloody very good fun but no I'd love that it'd be great yeah it'd be good and uh, Australia 1-0 up and just quickly uh, what a performance uh, by the Australians Kawaj uh, Cummings Lyon they were just yep. outstanding uh, I've got to say quick credit to England I mean Ben Stokes spoke afterwards so well about his drop catch mm -hmm. uh, I, I thought maybe tactically they, they played it wrong but 
I just thought the way the spirit of the game was played, the Ollie Robertson stuff, oh really, I'm not getting too worried about that. The Aussies can't jump up and down. They didn't. But I thought the way Stokes spoke, I thought the way he captained, I thought the way he did everything was uh, uh, faultless apart from taking two extra wickets. Yeah, yeah. I think it was um, it was quite comfortably, like the, the, I think that's the best test match that I've watched in a while. And the spirit in which it was played, obviously it's an intense the rivalry. They want to win, which is clear. But it's good to have a bit of spirit in it. I mean, now we're going on and we've won one test, but it was, you know, at the. I don't think Steve Smith played his best cricket. There's players on there. Joe Root had a massive first innings and then wasn't really massive in the second. So there's guys that can play better from both sides that makes it an interesting test going on. So I'm, uh, I'm very much looking forward to it. Absolutely. Australia 1-0 up. Origin done and dusted, 2-0. Uh, yep. The good guys, Queensland winning. Uh, just quickly, AFL's taking a bit of a backseat and we've got another buy round. It feels like the buys are just rolling on and on. I think there's four weeks of it. Mm. As a as a former AFL player, as someone involved in the industry, you're comfortably happy with that or is there, is there something you'd change to the way the buy is rolled out by the AFL? Uh, I'm not sure. I think the, the, the difference is obviously the length in the season. You're playing more games. The way to stop the buy rounds is just to have everyone have a complete week off which would uh would obviously hurt your average punter wanting to watch football i don't mind this the lengthen out buy rounds uh it's six games of footy still to watch so there's enough um but yeah i think the remedy to that would just be to have one game in the one week in the middle where no one plays a game of football the whole afl takes a week off don't know how that goes with revenue and such and i'm not really uh I'm not well-versed in the finances of things, but that's the only remedy I see to it. Totally. I agree. One weekend off, but again, broadcasters will yep. say, what content do we put in place? Maybe mm. it's a time to to have an awards night or have a uh, the uh, EJ Witten game, whatever it is, to have yeah. something to fill that void. But that's probably the only issue. Anyway, they are some of the big moments. This is the Shelter Footy cast. Mark Reddings and Hamish Brayshaw. Right, let's jump straight into uh, footy. It returns Thursday night. Uh, Look, these two clubs, we know the success that Geelong had last year, Melbourne prior to that, uh, but at the moment, the Cats are the ones that are under the pump. It's a yep. huge game for them. Mind you, they do play it in, at uh, GMHBA. Yeah, Kidinia Park's a fortress for them, no matter what, how they're going. Uh, speaking of Angus, the last couple of days, um, the Melbourne Footy Club have done something different. They've gone and taken the, the playing 26. They're staying at Torquay Sands or something. They've They've done an inter, practicing an interstate trip, essentially playing Geelong. So they've gone down there a night before, done their captain's run. They're staying there as if it was an interstate trip. So they're trying to get that feel for for travelling, and uh, they're not taking it lightly. Absolutely, it's a they're obviously there's champion players still playing for Geelong. They're not in the best form at the moment, but playing at home, they're um, they're always very very hard to beat. So. I'm very much looking forward to that game tonight. I think it'll be a cracker. Yeah, Chris Scott coaching his 300th game and. Whichever way you look at it, um, two premierships yep. means he's been outstanding for the Cats. Uh, no Paddy Dangerfield, which is no surprise, and no Clayton Oliver, yep. uh, which, again, you might know a bit more about Oliver with the, with the blisters that he's had, or the blister. Uh, but Danger apparently put his hand up to play. Can you believe that after the, the damage that was sustained last week? Yeah, to collapse a lung and break a rib and uh, put your hand up. He's a tougher man than I. Uh, I certainly wouldn't be. And, yeah, Clary um, apparently tapes his feet more than anyone on the planet and uh, it has somehow got a blister that's been infected and it was um yeah it's a pretty you've got to be careful with those ones so he's i think it's nearly ready he could have played but risking re-infect reinfecting it and then having to have another few weeks off i feel i've been told that it's just this week get it done sort that stuff out and the infection's gone and you're good to go so, okay big out big out um that being said just quickly geelong has conceded a hundred or more points in 38% of games this year, highest percentage since 2010. Much vaunted defence with Tom Stewart, obviously the, the key 
pillar of that. Uh, it's, it's clearly a few chinks in their armour at the moment, given the way they're playing. Yeah, there, there are. Um, I think the way they are playing as well, that the, they're trying to get, like Tom Stewart's that rebounding halfback, they're getting going. And, and I think it's they're just not as strong with depth as they were this time last year. And that style of play, when you turn the ball over, gets scored heavily against on the way back. So it's, um, it's a double-edged sword playing that uh, rebound, aggressive style of football. But um, yeah, you, you still... No matter how you look at them, you still can't count them out. With Tom Stewart up one end, Tom Hawkins up one end, you know there's there's good players, quality champion players all over the park. So they're um they're still a force, no matter how they're sitting on the ladder. I think. Absolutely. Uh, by the way, in the last four rounds, the Demons have recorded a goal shot accuracy of thirty one percent, ranked last in the competition. Um, off the back of that, we'll get your bottom art roughly of the week. I don't think this will be it though. It can't be because it's about an even money game. Who are you selecting? Uh, in this game or the bottom mark, Ruffy? No, I want your, your Thursday night selection. <laughs> Thursday night selection, I'll go for Melbourne. I think they're they're just too good at the moment. To, they'll get it done. Get the Demons. Oh, I, I might go with you. You've got some good intel. Are they travelling well enough to win? Oh, I think they are. They're travelling very well enough to win, and uh, oh, I think they get the job done this weekend. Okay, let's jump on to our uh, second game, Friday night footy. Just so you know, when Scoey and, and, and Jaden, that we are mixing up a fraction. We're not going the W18s first, which might have been a faux pas on my behalf. Mm. But you still get to the end result the same Correct. way. So we're going with that. Anyways, the skinny cats. Keith. Absolutely. Our Saints, talk about two good games to kick off the round. Yeah. Saints up against uh, Brisbane mm-hmm. at Marvel Stadium. We know that the Lions won't play the MCG with any confidence. Br- uh, Brisbane play Marvel a hell of a lot better. Yeah, they do. It's. Um, I think this will be a good one for the, for the Lions to get the sort of the interstate monkey off the back. Uh, it's uh, Saints are sitting fourth or fifth, I believe. It's a pretty. They're pretty tight. Yep. The two of them and. I still, I think that's probably better than where they're actually at. Um, I feel like if there was ever a game for Brisbane to sort of shake the voodoo of the interstate team, uh, it would be knocking off Saints at the Marvel Stadium. And I think they'll probably get it done. I think they're they're still another team that's got talent all over the park. They've got to figure out how to play on the MCG, obviously, if they're going to win. But um, to play in Melbourne at not the MCG and, and, and get that sort of hoodoo off, I think this is a really good chance for them to do that. Could get a couple of names back as well. Um, I know Zorko was pushing back yep. to return. McCluggage after that big uh, tackle, controversially, mm-hmm. of course, uh, Sicily suspended. Yep. Uh, so they get some numbers back. What about the Saints? They've used 28 players this season, the fewest in the competition, three fewer than anyone else. If you'd said that with the injury list at the start oh. of the season, yeah. you'd be shaking your head. And here's the other one. The Saints have scored from just 39% of their inside 50s this year, ranked last. Well, I mean, that's. I think Max King didn't play for the first however many games of the season, so that might have hurt them there, but... Um, yeah, 28 games. I thought I had them pegged for bottom four at the start of the year with all the injuries they've had. So they've um, they've completely rewritten the script on me. I had no idea they'd be they'd be this good. Um, so yeah, the, the Harris Andrews Max King matchup's looking a good one to me. So I'll be uh, I'll be keeping a close eye on it Friday night. Absolutely, Brisbane by the way have won the clearance count by 6.8 per game this season. They're ranked number one. So look, if they don't get it done, it won't be because uh, they're playing at the MCG. It's because they can't beat a Saints side, which have been. Win-loss, win-loss for quite a while. So, uh, remainder of the scene. You're tipping the Brisbane Lions? I'm tipping the Lions, yep. I'll go in Brisbane as well. So, we're two enough, from two. 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 Going to be uh, fascinating to see. If you get those two right, Hammer, and you're fully tipping, I reckon you're, you're just about set up to have a, a decent round. Have a good round, yep. Have a decent round. Right, let's jump on to the next game. Uh, we're going to leave the two WA clubs for last. Sure. We're, the, you know, like we're just moving it through. Back this front, really like this. Scoey might go into a spin <laughs> over this, but... Uh, we're doing it more. We don't have a computer to Sucked look on. Yep. Down off my phone. Uh, Hammer and I just doing our best. Just rattlers. Yep. Uh, Sunday, MCG. Uh, these two sides, I reckon, will be playing finals. We know Collingwood will. Adelaide as well. Collingwood. We speak of teams not playing well away from home. Adelaide 
has really struggled away from uh, their home deck. They have. Uh, it's been interesting to watch them this year. I, I, you, t- you tune in when they're at Adelaide Oval, and I feel like they've got the 19th man more than most in the comp. They bring That place erupts whenever they're going. Uh, Isaac Rankin gets the ball, and the crowd goes nuts. So I think it'll be interesting to see how they go away from home. Collingwood obviously flying. Um I think Adelaide are my bottom art roughie of the week, though. Oh, so, well, actually, that's not a bad shout. Not yeah, bad shout. I, I just I think they've got something in that forward line. They've got youth. They've got experience with Tex. Um, and then the, the middle of their ground, like Jordan Dawson is playing some football that is just unbelievable. When he gets the ball, he doesn't miss targets. I feel like their defense bouncing off there, they just go nuts. Um, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I think Riley O'Brien could have a pretty big game in the ruck uh, if he can trot around and impact himself there. Um, and then forward of the ball, it'll be... I think it'll be the little guys that get it done. Isaac Quainall hasn't lost a one-on-one or something all year. He's still, yeah. I think, the um, the, the stat. But uh, he's got Rochelle, he's got Rankin. There's there's plenty of little guys to deal with down there. So um, I think Collingwood Magpies will have their work cut out for them. And I, what are they, $1.30 or something? I think that's well over. So I'm going to go the Bottle Mart Ruffy of the Week for the Adelaide Crows. There it is, uh, Hammers Ruffy of the Week. Thanks to Bottle Mart. Start your footy weekend at Bottle Mart. Grab your shelters where Bottle Mart has you covered. Uh, so that's done and dusted for you. Uh, just going back to the game, what we see from a- Adelaide is a very attacking brand. Conversely, Collingwood, uh, they were down against Melbourne. The buy hasn't always proven beneficial for, for clubs coming back and, and producing results. But uh, Collingwood, even though Port Adelaide's on the on the rise, this team still has to be at least close to favourite for the flag. Yeah, I think so. I, st- I feel like they are still favourites for the flag. The way that the, the team sort of has that belief that no matter where they are in the game, they can still win it. I mean, Darcy Moore is a very well-spoken man and he he puts it better than most, but the, the belief that they have in the whole group, um, the unrelenting attack on the ball, regardless of the score, they they were very nearly going to win that Melbourne game. Um, they, no, Dacos kicked a goal after the sign. The arrogance that he has as a second-year player to, to just do whatever he wants and then to have the confidence of the coach and the team and everyone else to you know support him in that, knowing the talent he is, yeah, I feel like they are still almost premiership favourites for mine. But um, I think this is a game that uh, the Mighty Crows could shake it up. Uh, bottom up, rugby of the week. I'm sticking with Collingwood. MCG mm-hmm. just hard to yep. knock over. Sunday game, before we get into our WA teams, Heritage Bank Stadium. Do you know where that is? Heritage Bank Stadium. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Where are, we go? where are we looking at now? No. Go north. Ta- Darwin. Gold Coast. Gold it's Coast. the old Metricon. Is that what Metricon is? It is, yes. When did that change? Well, it's been all year. Good. Thanks for paying attention. There you go. I've called it Metricon my whole life. <laughs> no, exactly. Uh, Gold Coast Suns against the Hawks. And this is a game that, uh, look, Hawthorne, just quickly, going back, this is Hawthorne, James Sicily, captain out for three weeks. You play the game, the tackling, yep. you know, changed the, the, the techniques. Did you agree with the three weeks or do you still have grave concerns about how players are now going to act? Yeah, I've, I'm, I am concerned about how it's going to act. I feel like the, the idea that it's the the onus is on the tackler to make sure that the guy doesn't get hurt is fair enough. But if it's an incident like that where I don't even think it was Sicily tackle that got him, the guy was, someone was coming through and clipped him and it was in the, he was on the ground when he grabbed him. I mean, if we are basing uh, suspensions on the outcome of of an incident, then I, I mean, three weeks was pretty stiff. I feel like it's, I mean, the rest of them are getting a week, maybe two, but for a tackle that was made on the ground, I'm, I think the shove in the back afterwards probably hurt him. Um, 
But, you know, it's three weeks is a bloody stiff price to pay for an, for an incident that is really just a football tackle. Absolutely. And look, they were terrific against Brisbane at the MCG a couple of weeks ago. I think that was a couple of weeks ago. I can't mm-hmm. remember when they last played. Yeah. But they, they have been uh, competitive more often than not. Sicily does hurt them. What about the Gold Coast Suns last week? They were just oh, t- yeah. t- horrendous. Lost the clearance count by 12 to Carlton. It's equal worst differential this season. Do we put that as a, as a mulligan, just a, a little hiccup? Because they have been pretty good in recent... And of course... The game at the MCG compared to playing at the Gold Coast, it's chalk and sheep. Definitely, yeah. I put that as in the uh, in the Mulligan column for the Suns. Playing up up there is so different. I mean, we spent a, two months, three months in Gold Coast for the Hub um, in 2020. In it, what time is this game? Is this an afternoon game? This is a Sunday afternoon. I pretty yeah, it has yeah, to be, yeah Sunday, Sunday, afternoon. Sunday afternoon. It gets to about three o'clock up there, and all of a sudden you can click your fingers and the dew sets in, and it's just so different. Yeah, it's like three o'clock in the afternoon. It's like playing with a bar of soap. It's seriously, it just starts getting slippery and they play it so well. We were up there and had to put footballs in tubs of water with baby uh, baby soap in there. This is the so hotel room? Even, oh, sorry. When, we're, <laughs> when we were out playing at the hub, it was we were at training and we'd have Jonathan's baby oil, we'd put the footies in and that's how we would practice, you know, touch and handballing and stuff because it just gets so slippery and they play it really, really well. Um, I, This is a tough one. This is a... Uh, I think the Hawks are probably in a better spot than the Suns, but I like the Suns up there at um, at Heritage Bank Oval, or whatever it's called. Yeah, no, you're right. And um, look, Ben Ainsworth reached 20 disposals for only the second time this season last round. Ben mm-hmm. King, we know that um, is just four plays this year to kick at least one goal in all possible games. So mm-hmm. he's he's a star on the rise. Yep. But having said all that, having said James Sicily's out, we're a bit restrictive given our bottom art roughy. Uh, contenders this yep. year, this week. I'm going to go with the Hawks just to uh, continue their rise. Yep. It will be Sicily does worry me, but uh, the price is good enough. bit like Adelaide. I think yep. overs for them. Uh, I think they can get the job done and uh, give us a nice Sunday afternoon. Bottle Mart, yep. uh, Ruffy, a tip of Brilliant. the week. Look at Jaden's giving me the thumbs up. Yeah, nice. He's ready for a froth town plug as yeah. well. And this is the Shelter Footy Cast. We're going back to front with Hammer and Skeet. Well, right, let's jump into our WA teams on this abbreviated version because yep. Scoey has taken the laptop, uh, all the cameras, mm-hmm. his ego, everything has gone to Sydney. Headphones, the TVs, Dan. Do we actually know where he is or what he's doing? No. Nah. Is, is he going to an event? He could have been gone. He could have gone to Bali for a week. He, I saw him tweet that uh, he said, oh, gee, people in New South Wales like State of Origin Rugby League. Uh, hello, Dumbo. There's 3.1 million people watching nationally, so Scoey's just found out that yeah. State of Origin is quite big. Yeah, well, I mean, he's, he's had his head up his... Up his backside for a few years, thinking about just football. So uh, himself, yep, and himself, obviously. Uh, but no, it is quite big over there. Funnily enough, and yeah. Queensland, if you go up there too, exactly. Yeah, good on you, Sky. Welcome to the real world. Hey, listen, let's get into the two WA sides, as we said. And uh, I'm actually looking forward to, to seeing how this pans out in the weekend. With Saturday afternoon, uh, the yep. Eagles uh, take on the Swans. I think some some names back. Let's let's go through some of those key players that are coming back. We think name tonight. Yep. Um, including some some premiership player credentials. Yep. Uh, so you'd expect McGovern to come back and play, and you'd expect Tom Barras to come back and play. Uh, and already that just locks to, that they are two all Australian quality defenders um, to lock down a, a forward line. And I feel like that gives you pressure off your rep Azos and guys. Josh Rotham doesn't have to. I mean, he's not playing because of his thumb. But there's guys that have been having to take on key forwards that are you know 200 plus game experience. That now you've got the reliable. Um, you know, big men to come back in. And I think that just fills a hole that is desperately needed. So it's, um, yeah, they're, they're two massive inclusions. What about from an Eagles perspective, having the, the break, and you've been around the club, yep. I'm guessing, 
Uh, did you have you noticed blokes coming back just with a bit of clarity in their head? Because I mean, the 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 depressive nature of what what the club's gone through, just to give yourself a break from that and maybe go for a, a surf or go and with your partner somewhere just to get away from it. If they come back refreshed, yeah, you can definitely see that the boys have a lot of guys have um, been off playing golf, they've been off full driving, off camping, and and doing stuff, but. Um, there's also been guys that have sort of been coming back into the club and doing gym and the, just the, the the freedom to come in, do that, and then go home and not have to sit in meetings and do all that sort of stuff. Uh, Luke Shuey was one that I've that I've seen float around the club and he's um, obviously coming back from his injury, but the vibe gives him a chance to get himself fresher and ready. And I feel like there's a new, or a, a good look around the place now. Guys are coming back. They've got a step, a pip in their step and they're, you know, they're excited, I think. So with the inclusion of these guys coming back, obviously helps them, but they, they just look to have had a little refresh, which is uh, exactly what the buy is for. So um, I'm, I'm not sure how they'll go. I think it'll be, you know, it'll be still a very, very difficult game going over to Sydney. Um, not sure if you saw on their, the socials yesterday, uh, little Nate, a telethon, a uh, young telethon kid who's gone, uh, we, they surprised him yesterday with a flight over to Sydney. So he's going to go with the team. He's going right. to run out with them. So if uh, there's a little bit more inspiration, if and when you needed it. So, it's um, but that sort of stuff puts football into perspective. You can be going as poor as you want on the ladder, but uh, you see a kid like that who's struggling, and you get to come. He gets to come on a flight with you, and he's excited as anything. He doesn't care about where you're sitting on the ladder. So that sort of stuff puts football into perspective a little bit. I think that will help the guys. So I'm uh, I'm excited to see how they'll go. I still think it'll be a tough game, but um, I feel like they'll certainly be more competitive. How's Jackie Waterman going after being hospitalised? Have you heard any, any update on him? I ha- I think he's at home now. I um I was messaging him the other day, and he just he's got he had some bowel issues or something was going wrong with his guts, and um he was in hospital for a week or something. I think yeah, thing there for a little bit, and um he's at home now. I think resting up, but um no, he was he was in a bit of strife. I'm not sure the severity of it, but um to be in hospital for a week certainly points to being pretty bad. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, by the way, just some stats: the Eagles have won just nine quarters this season. No surprise, the fewest in the mm-hmm. competition. And uh, they have obviously lost the inside 50 count in 18 of their last 20 games. So their forwards aren't getting a look at it. Um, and off the back of that, uh, Luke Shuey, pretty reliably informed he'll play in the back line as a sort of half-back, which yep. I think was always the plan at the start of this year. Mm. Does that sound right? Yeah, it, well, I think so. Um, and and looking at him down there, it's it just adds an, a level of... We've got some young rebounding half-backs. Uh, obviously, Tom Cole's been injured and... But you've got guys like Brady Hoff who are still learning that role, and uh, Ruben Jimby's playing down there a little bit when he flips from inside to um, to half back. So to have a little bit of experience there to help, and he's also a very good kick of the ball and can be as and can be aggressive. Uh, back on your inside fifty count, Oscar Allen's still coming third or something in it's the in the back of that. So it's a bloody good effort, no oh, question. It's massive. Uh, by the way, just for if you do are putting your tips, you're not that you're going to linger too long on this one. Sydney's only lost once to the Eagles at the SCG from eleven matches. This was back in 1999. Yep. Um, La Swan scored 116 points in its last match in 2019. So obviously they played during COVID yep. away from the SCG. But uh, uh, just give us your margin here. Just give us a margin. I think it'll be tight. I think tight. Yeah. Well, tighter than the last few yeah. games. Well, I, th- I think. I think if the Eagles can sort of keep it under sort of 30, 40 points with the with the defence they've got in, that's I think they're that's the, I think they're going to be their big one. They're obviously inside 50, so they've been struggling, and that's. Um, off the back of just having the world's longest injury list, which you can you can understand, but I think having those two guys in there, McGovern and Barras, just lock down a lock down a back line and make it just hard to score. So I feel like that'll be a mindset going in. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised to see this one be a low scoring contest, which um, which will keep the margin tight. Yeah, and of course uh, Callum Mills returns. Buddy yep. looks like he could come back. Um, unfortunately, Jack Buller probably misses yep. the boat. 
because of what happened um, mm-hmm. up in Brisbane. Didn't get too much of the footy. But anyway, we th- both think Sydney win. Seven or eight goals, most likely. And, of course, the the critical game from a female Dockers perspective takes place Saturday night. Optus Stadium, the Bombers come to town. Or are they still the Bombers? Yeah, anyway, the Bombers. Yeah, the Bombers. As, as it is, they come to town, the Bombers. Yeah, they will be. Uh, and just back on the other one, I will be tipping West Coast, obviously, because uh, I, I tip them every week. Obligated, yeah. yes. So, yep, I'll be tipping them. But back to the uh, the Dockers. This will be, uh, this is a do or, obviously a do or die game for them, isn't it? Um, massive. Massive. They were poor last week, poor the week before. Uh, they were excellent before the bye. They'd had a massive stretch going up. They beat Sydney, they beat Richard, uh, sorry, they beat Melbourne and they beat Geelong. And they uh, they just, the, the Richmond game was a letdown and then last week was just poor. So I feel like they'll be bouncing back uh, with a vengeance. Um, Sean Darcy coming back is massive. the biggest one for them, I think. You look at um, Jackson last week against Briggs, who is a big lump of a man who is obviously a big, strong ruck. Um, and that's where you sort of say that's that's where he'd come in and pinch it as a second ruck and, and play forward. But to go one out all game against a big guy like that, that's where you need your Sean Darcy in your team, I think. And he's going to be a massive inclusion for them. Yep. Uh, you mentioned that. But Sam Draper also for Essendon in doubt to play. So question mark on him. Mm. Um, Darcy Parrish, we think, will come back from a calf injury. James Aish from that knock yep. that uh, Polak's team, I think it was uh, Ryan Mansell, yep. a couple of weeks ago. So they're getting some reinforcements back. But how about this? The figure from last week, and they were thumped by the Giants. It was a terrible mm. performance. I don't think anyone can hide away from that. No. But last week, the Dockers lost the inside 50 count by 24 against the Giants, their worst result since 2019. Off the back of, I think it was the clearance. Centre clearance is 16-6, to six, mm. uh, the Giants' favour. Um, you know, and, and J-Lo's been sort of questioned about he doesn't rant and rave enough. I don't know if you saw any of that, but yeah. I mean, how's the coach supposed? What 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 is the the rationale around the club this week? How, how do you reset after the buy, thinking okay we're informed, to to suddenly thinking, gee, we, we always feel like we're back to how we started yeah. the year. Yeah, I I don't really like the the scrutiny on um, JL that he's a placid or not. You know, he doesn't because when he was going when they were flying. The though he was lauded, how calm is he? How you know how wonderful that he's you know able to maintain this level of uh, calmness, and that's just his personality. So I think win, lose or draw, he's not going to change. Tiger, you know, Tiger doesn't change his stripes. So I feel like he's just a calm guy by nature, and a very very good bloke from all reports. So the the, the up and down media about oh he's not yelling or now he's being you know calm. It's that's just who he is. Um, I feel like along with that carries a bit more weight when he sort of has a serious conversation, which I think he would have had with the leaders this week. Um, I haven't spoken to Andrew about it, but I, I, I would imagine that you can't build a team. You can't fight out from backs against the wall unless your leaders all play well. So um, I, I don't think just looking at looking at the way he operates JL, that he's one to sit down the team and, and spray them all. I feel like it would have been more a targeted chat with the leaders to say, guys, like this is, it's, it's on us here. We've got if the six of you in this room don't play well, and, and that Fife would obviously be dragged along into that, um, if you guys aren't the ones to lead from the front and really stamp us on a Saturday night or Sunday, whenever it's Saturday night, I think they're playing. Yep. Um, if it's not you guys to stamp the, uh, put your foot down and really make a statement, then you know we, we can't rely on these other guys to, to go out and do it. So that's where I feel like his message would have been said at some point this week. Conversely, Essendon, uh, look, they've been really good. Brad Scott's got them up and running. Mm. They're on track to play finals. Whichever way you look at it, if they play finals this year, I think it's a, it's a massive validation for what he's doing. And I think they just look a bit more def- defensively organised compared to 12 months ago anyway. Yeah, 12 months ago, you couldn't say with any certainty what style of 
football they were trying to play. They were just, it was all over the place. Obviously, Darcy Parrish was getting the football and, and guys were, were doing things, but you just really didn't know what they were trying to do. Now, it's it's you've got a clear back six who are doing, uh, who are defending really, really well. I think Brad Scott's obviously been um, a big proponent of that, but their mids look more set. Their forwards, you've got some structure down there and it helps that guys like Jake Stringer are back playing really good footy and I think they're a much more well-defined team. I, I had, a, again, another team that I had booked for sort of bottom four so at you, the start of the year. So you, and myself, I reckon between the three of us, we should never go into never go a into um, pre-season well, tipping ne- comp. We never, not just tipping comp. If we're trying to predict the future, yep. we're like... Yeah, we were horrible, we're I terrible. think, at the start of the year. So it was... Um, yeah, they're another team that have completely surprised me, but you can just see that they're playing a much more... They're playing a very defined brand of football, and it's um, I feel like it's really good to see. Okay, uh, Saturday night, as we said, huge game. Dockers, Bombers, a tough call. This is a yeah. difficult game to, to, to put a line through. Yeah, this is this is another line one. I just think there's too much to play for for Frio at home. Um, I feel like they'll will themselves over the line here. Um, I don't think it'll be easy. It won't be one of those games where they come out on fire and win by 40 points. I think it will come down to somewhere in the last quarter. That being said, I thought Essendon were going to finish bottom of the ladder, so I could be very, very well wrong. <laughs> But I think the Dockers just get over the line. Dockers get over the line, okay. Uh, and is there something we're frothing over for, for this weekend in footy or elsewhere? Because there's a bit going on uh, around in the sporting land. Because if you want to get to Froth Town, it's Froth Town. Froth dot town. There you go. Froth dot town. It's coming up shortly. Get along, and as um, as Scully has mentioned many times, uh, they've got. The great assortment of beer, and uh, we're going to go along. We're going to try out a few of the beers. Yep. I think there's about a little 30, tasting, about thirty-one, or there's a lot. So by Jeez. the end of it, we could be um, rolling out of there. Could be rolling out of there, mind you. It was a bit like me after day one of the Ashes when I started tweeting it late at night. Hammer, mm. probably. And all I said was it was a good declaration by Stokes. Only one team can win this now. That was my feeling. They'd made four hundred. Mm. Guess what? I got called champ. I got smashed. So I've just stayed away from the social media, well, just particularly after having a few. I, yeah, well, I imagine you were obviously saying the Aussies are the only team that can win, and they did. So. They did, exactly. Yeah. No, absolutely. Stand by it. Stand by stand it. Stand okay. By it. Absolutely. Now, no feedback from our uh, our listeners or viewers for obvious reasons because we've got no. Um, nothing. No, no ammunition to, yeah, to just, fire away. Yeah. Yep. Except, except to say that to Hammer, um, we've got the Eagles to win. Upset yep. of the, it should be a bottom up roughie of the week, it but I know you, I know where you're coming from. You've yep. got to, you're obligated to to do the right thing, mm-hmm. and we think that the Dockers can get across the line. I think the Dockers can get across the line. Yep, terrific. Uh, and just quickly, uh, Waffle, big weekend. We should mention it. Aaron Black, 250th game for yeah uh, the mob that you don't like, West Perth. West Perth. Yep, um, that's huge. Yeah, that's a massive effort. I, I to play 250 games of. I was speaking to can't remember who I was speaking to. It was probably a month ago, and the conversation was. You know, how good is it that guys can play 200, 300 AFL games? And you sort of sit there and you think, yep, I mean, that's all well and good, but that's their full-time job. They're getting paid to do that. Aaron Black's played 200 waffle games, maintaining a, a, a full-time job outside of that yeah. and doing having other commitments. And this is extracurricular for him. And to play for a bloke to play 250 waffle games is a phenomenal effort. So we're not playing them this week, so all the best. <laughs> exactly. I've just got the Royals going gangbusters. Yeah, yeah. We're going on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Just on good terms with yourself, am I? I when you're on TV, I got a text saying, Hammer, yep. Hammer just wants to get a bit more close-up. So you, you're very very conscious of the fact that TV cameras were there. Yeah, of course I was. No, it's uh, no, we, we're going well. We're um, we're sitting 7-3 and three now. We've got a game against Perth who are playing a lot better football than the last time we played them. So we're um, we're going into that game uh, hopefully with a with a full full strength side ready to go. Um, 
but we won't be taking them lightly. And then we got the buy next week, so we'll be throwing everything at this week, and then uh, then we'll be going from there. I'm a purse supporter. Don't be you're patronising. They're going well. We hey, they beat South Freo two weeks ago. They took Peel to the last yeah. quarter. They're playing a lot better football than the last. No, nah, that's true. I'll grant you that. But it's like Germo. I tell you what, if you guys start causing issues on the field, he'll be out there. <laughs> He's got some fire in his belly, and he'll be suspended for another couple of weeks. Exactly. By, by the way, one quick one on East Perth before we finish. Tommy Methat came up to me because he took the mark of the year in the reserves. Yep. He wants that publicised. So anywhere you get the chance. To feed oh, out yeah, to we've, we've you seen the mark. Yeah. Seen the mark. Tommy Medhat, mark of the year on the wing, on the bench side wing at South Fremantle Oval. Outstanding. Hammer, always good work. Not sure we're going to be next week, but uh, Scully, if he decides to if turn up, yeah, I'll uh, be back. You'll be back. Hammer time. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks for your company on the Shelter Footycast. Of course, socials at Footycast, Footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. YouTube, Back Chat Shelter, Footycast playlist. You can find all the links in the bio. That is like Spanish to me, Hammer. Yep. Bottom line is, get involved. Scully will be back on Monday. Hopefully you will too. Have a great weekend. Adios. Spanish. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.